Welcome to the Fit for Any Battle podcast. I'd like to start today to bring you up to speed on how we got here, why just recently I had my prostate taken out, and how everything rolled out up until today. So we go back to October of 2018. I was diagnosed with stage four mantle cell lymphoma, which is a type of lymphoma known as non-Hodgkin's. Now, beyond that terminology, I really don't know what Hodgkin's or non-Hodgkin's is. I'm sure you can Google it to find out. But the beauty is I became patient number one in a clinical trial at MD Anderson in Houston. Within 56 calendar days, I was completely cured of cancer. However, that immunotherapy treatment that they gave me reduced my immune system and allowed prostate cancer to grow. So in January of 2022, I went to a regenerative medicine doctor who ran, I don't know, it was like 14 different vials of blood, every single blood test known to, to man. And then they put me on testosterone replacement therapy. What that meant was they inserted 10 testosterone pellets in my butt that would slowly melt over a six month period to boost my testosterone. My testosterone had already been almost imperceptible and they were really I'm just amazed that I could get up out of bed every day, let alone bike every week, lift weights five days a week, and uh, just have a normal life. So when the testosterone treatment uh, takes place, they have to check something known as a PSA level. That's a prostate stimulating antigen. That PSA level tells us what's going on with our prostate. Now my prostate had shown a PSA very low to begin with in January. Now, after six months, that PSA number should normally go up because of uh, TRT, the testosterone replacement therapy. Now, when they checked it again, it moved up, but it moved up higher than it should have. Had any other doctor checked my PSA level, they would have said it was fine because PSA lower than four means there's no problem. However, because mine had jumped a significant amount underneath that 4.0 level, my doctor decided to put me on antibiotics for 30 days and retest it, thinking that there might've been an infection. After 30 days, we retested it, and sure enough, my PSA number went up again. So my doctor sent me to a urologist. I went to Urology Austin here in Austin, and they checked my PSA level again, just to make sure that it was done properly. The doctor called me up and said, you're not gonna believe this, but it went up again. So we know that you're 49 years old, we know you're in great health, but we need you to come back in because we're gonna to have to do something um, that is an MRI specifically of your prostate. Now, I had had PET scans, CT scans, all sorts of things looking for cancer since the cancer treatment that I received back in 2019. However, those tests do not check for prostate cancer. It just looks different to everything. So they put me in an MRI specifically looking at the prostate. Now, didn't hurt a bit, took very little time, and the doctor told me, more than likely, we're not gonna find anything here. You're healthy, you know, you're working out all the time, it should be fine. A few days later, the doctor calls me up and says, well, we found something. We're going to need you to do a biopsy, which means 
and this is going to be no fun, they have to take a camera, um, specifically one that is for ultrasound, and going up through my anus, tune a needle to poke in the areas in which they f they have concern. Um, I will I will leave you alone with how bad that test was. Having to be numbed and a six inch needle poked into my prostate 15 times to take various biopsies. Now, the only thing that they gave me was nitrous oxide to get through it. And I can tell you that the nitrous oxide did not do much for me. It maybe kept me a little loopy and a little laughing. I made tons of Fletch jokes for those of you around my age, Moon River, using the whole hand dock, all, ever, all of those typical jokes. But it was a serious situation. And the doctor said, more than likely, it's probably inflammation. Who knows what it is, but you wouldn't worry about it because, you know, I'm 49, everything's looking good. Four days later, he comes back and he says, no. We found cancer in half of your prostate. So we're going to have to remove your prostate and quickly. A couple weeks later, I had to go to the hospital. They checked me in. And the next day, um, I, I was there still in the hospital without a prostate, wondering what the heck happened. You know, I had been working out and biking all the time. I didn't feel sick, didn't feel like I had cancer, had no prostate issues whatsoever. That was really, really concerning because, you know, I'd already had cancer once. A second cancer is a big surprise and one that they don't, don't normally see. The sponsor for today's Fit for Any Battle podcast is Update Everyone. Going through cancer treatment has been really tough. Keeping everybody in my support group updated has all of its own challenges. With Update Everyone, they assign me a telephone number and I send a simple text message to that phone number with an update on how things are going. They then send it to every single person in my support group without me having to do a thing. No more Twitter messages, no more Instagram messages, no more Facebook messages, no more Facebook posts, not even a simple SMS to every single person on my support group. So with Update Everyone, I send one message and I get back to healing. You can too. Go to updateeveryone.com. And he said this was the second time he's found two cancers in a prostate in 26 years. I have to say, I did not feel special because of that. I felt like, uh-oh, something's wrong. Now, at the time they removed my prostate, they also removed three lymph nodes on each side of the prostate to make sure that if anything was going to travel anywhere, it was going to go to a lymph node. And sure enough, the doctor called me back and said, we took six lymph nodes. One of the lymph nodes on one side still had cancer in it. And it was specifically prostate cancer. So that means the prostate cancer had gotten out of my prostate and it started going into other parts of my body. So when we got that news, the doctor ordered a brand new test. It's been around for about six months called a PSMA PET scan. This PSMA PET scan specifically puts a nuclear um, um, tracer in my blood that goes and attaches to prostate cancer. And then through the PET scan, they can see where things, go, where, where things light up. And sure enough, there was a small spot outside of the area of my prostate that lit up, which meant the cancer had spread. 
Um, it was really disappointing to hear this because I was hoping to just have my prostate out, deal with the problems of healing with the prostate um, being removed and move on. And unfortunately, what that meant with the prostate being out and cancer still prevalent is they had to go through an aggressive treatment in order to kill it all. So I was prescribed something called Orgovix. Orgovix is a medication that you take orally that takes your testosterone down to zero. It has no bump, in like increase and then decrease. It literally takes it down to zero within 24 hours. So I started taking Orgovix. They told me that I was going to feel extremely fatigued. I may not be able to get out of bed. I, sh I would be really, really tired because most men in the 200 to 800 range of testosterone, if they're at like say 600 and they bring it down to zero, it's going down 600 points. Well, mine, because my testosterone typically is so low, it went down like 100 or 130 points. So when taking Orgovix, I didn't even notice it. It wasn't even something that registered with me. I was able to continue getting up out of bed. I was able to play with my boys. Everything was fine, save for my prostate being removed. And that comes with all sorts of incontinence issues. Um, the doctor did say that after 30 days, I could start working out again. And that was just a couple days ago. Uh, on the 30th day, I went on a 20-mile bike ride with a group of folks here in town in Austin. And it went fine. The next day, I uh, went on a 25-mile bike ride with another group, the Captex Cruisers, and uh, did great. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm sure they're going to be surprised that I'm able to punch out 25 miles one day, 20 miles the next with zero testosterone. Uh, for those of you that enjoy your testosterone, you'll know that it gives you all sorts of energy, drive, stamina. Uh, you know, it uh, improves on how we have a sex drive. And with zero testosterone in our body or low testosterone, which has historically been my case, uh, I was, you know, used to these issues. And my body had overcome those issues by leveraging other things. You know, back in 2004, I stopped um, having any sort of caffeine. Uh, about seven years ago, I stopped drinking alcohol. And then about four months ago, I stopped eating sugar. Um, it seems like the older I get, the fewer things that I let my body have. But, you know, with processed sugar, processed foods, caffeine, and alcohol, all of those things are really tough on our body. And so over the years, I've been adjusting what I consume because what I consume gives me the energy that I need because my testosterone has been so low, I don't get any energy from it. Now, that takes us to um, the day of my surgery. On the day of my surgery, the doctor came back and said, everything worked great. Rest for 30 days, no exercise, um, you know, no heavy lifting, no nothing. Um, and I'm now, as I said, a few days um, after that, um, I've been taking the Ergovix and they did, a, um, they did also, um, they gave me a prescription, something called abiraterone acetate, 250 milligrams. And I take four of these a day. Uh, this combined with prednisone, which is a steroid that helps reduce the um, negative impacts of the abiraterone uh, acetate, that will completely eliminate any use of testosterone in my body, if any was um, 
present at the time um, I started taking it. But as we know, my testosterone has been down to zero. This stops my body from processing any testosterone. And in January, specifically January 4th, I'm going to be starting the first of six rounds of chemotherapy using something called uh, Taxotere. Taxotere is a medication that is done through an infusion, uh, specifically an infusion uh, chemotherapy treatment that is used for breast cancer, prostate cancer, and a variety of other cancers. Um, I'm really scared about how this is going to affect my body. You know, back in 2004, I started a company called Remote Operations. One of our business partners came down with uh, 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 throat and uh, head cancer, and he left for 11 months. And I saw him deteriorate over those 11 months because of the chemotherapy treatments that he was getting. And I know how much chemo uh, kicks the butt of the person who's dealing with it. Now, that was back in 2004, so we're 18, almost 17, you know, for uh, actually 19 years um, uh, after that, uh, and treatment has improved. I just don't know how well it's improved, and I specifically don't know how it's going to affect me. So my goal is to document how it affects me, the things that are working, the things that aren't working with this podcast, because... This is an opportunity to leave that indelible mark in the internet for other people to find who have been recently diagnosed with prostate cancer. So they're probably going to go through the, you know, the, uh, uh, the uh, scans, the biopsies, all the tests, potentially having their prostate removed, and then potentially getting into chemo and radiation therapy. Six rounds of chemotherapy Every three, once every three weeks takes us to about 18 weeks. After that, I'm going to be going five days a week for two months through radi for radiation therapy. And the radiation therapy is going to specifically target my pelvic region. And they believe that after all of that is done, prostate cancer will no longer be in my body. Now, when I wrote the book Fit for Any Battle, I described the workout methodology that I used before, during, and after the cancer treatment that I received at MD Anderson. And it worked really, really well because not only is it a workout for the body building strength, it's also a meditation that's used to reduce the stress of the body. The other thing that worked really well for me was my wife, Tina, and I um, had a, um, a way of handling this that I think is quite novel and I highly recommend it to anyone who's getting into this situation. When I was diagnosed with cancer, my wife and I came up with an agreement. She would do the worrying and I would focus on pushing through treatment. So through meditation, my brain told my body that we were already past treatment and my body just needed to catch up. So over the course of treatment, it worked really well. Tina would worry that I'm eating the right stuff, exercising enough, getting um, to the appointments, taking the medications that they uh, prescribed me, and focused on getting me through it from the stress perspective. I simply had to go to the treatments, take the medications, work out feverishly, and, um, and just push through and keep that mental state of happiness and positivity. Our brain controls everything in our body. 
and we don't know everything about the brain. And so my belief is if our brain thinks that our that we're already through it, it will guide our body the best way it can to get through treatment. And so you will find over the coming months, 18 weeks of chemo and uh, eight weeks of treatment through radiation therapy, you'll find out how it goes for me. I currently have long hair. The doctor said that I will probably lose my hair, potentially the hair on my head, my eyebrows, my eyelashes, my beard, any body hair might come off. And they offered me something called cool capping. Now, cool capping is a fluid that is pushed through a cap that cools the head to 36 degrees. What this is supposed to do is reduce the blood flow around the hair follicles so that the chemo doesn't get up there during the time the chemo is being um, infused in my body. So I've got a system that I'm bringing with me that is more or less a cool cap, but also there is a chance of neuropathy in the hands and in the feet. That's a lack of sensation and a reduction in the nerve endings and how they operate. So it'll feel like my hands and my feet are numb or dead. To reduce the impact of that, my wife for Christmas got me cool mitts and cool boots. They're basically stuff you throw in the freezer and during treatment you put them on and it basically keeps your hands and your feet at a very close to freezing temperature for the hour or so that I'm having treatment so that the blood doesn't flow too much in the hands and feet. And so the chemotherapy doesn't get into those areas uh, to increase the chance of neuropathy. That, we'll see how it works. My plan is to bring my cool cap solution with me and the mitts and the boots and figure out how things are going. And after each chemotherapy treatment and then the weeks in between, I'm going to record a podcast episode to tell you how things are going. If you're following along, you will know whether or not I lose my hair on my eye, eyebrows, my eyelashes, my beard. I might look completely different six months from now. The beauty is I'm still going to be there. My goal is to ensure that I get through treatment as cleanly as possible while still being able to work each week spend time with my kids and my wife, and, and have a full, rich, and rewarding life. This is our opportunity to really test how well cancer treatment has come about in recent years. And you're gonna see firsthand how it goes. Now, I might have nausea, I might not have um, an appetite. There's all sorts of things that can happen during this, the course of treatment. And you're gonna be there with me all along the way. So don't forget to hit that subscribe button to make sure that you get the alerts on when new podcast episodes are available. Cancer scary. I've been really nervous over the recent weeks as I've been coming up to chemo. Um, you know, it's happening next Thursday. I'm recording this on New Year's Eve, which is a Saturday. Um, so actually, Wednesday is my uh, chemo treatment. And Thursday night is my first bike ride after chemo treatment. 
I'm really curious to know how I'm going to do because my cardiovascular system is extremely robust. Um, I just did, you know, 45 miles this past week, um, 30 days after my prostate was removed. Um, that's got to be a record. Uh, tomorrow night, I'm going to start uh, the Fit for Any Battle workout because I had to pause it from November 28th through um, just a few days ago. So I haven't been able to lift. My arms feel a little, you know, like the blood has gone out of them. My chest isn't as big as it usually is. I'm normally walking around like fully stacked because I've got all this strength from the Fit Fab workout. And I'm really curious how things will work. Your guess is as good as mine. Now, don't forget to leave in the comment section words of encouragement, things that might work. You can even email me at richard at fitforanybattle.com. If you've got any advice, want to let me know things that have worked for you, things that haven't. This podcast is really to be there as a guiding light to tell you what works and what doesn't. One of the things that I'm doing is I'm going to change my diet. Because our body has to process the chemotherapy, and that takes a lot of energy, eating will divert that energy um, during the time we're eating and after to process our food. So I'm sure you've heard of the vegan diet, and I'm sure you've heard of the vegetarian and the keto diet. Macrobiotic is, the easiest way to explain it is it's the most um, neurotic <laughs> style of eating there is. You don't get to have ice in any of the drinks and you pretty much just drink cold water. The food is pH balanced, completely vegetarian, and actually vegan. And because it's pH balanced, um, our body, when we're eating, doesn't use a lot of energy to process it. Additionally, I'm going to be using um, Food 2.0. Now, Food 2.0 isn't a brand. It's a type of food that is a liquid diet that has every bit of nutrient that our body needs. And so I'm going to be using liquid food 2.0, specifically something called Plenty Shake, P-L-E-N-N-Y. Um, and then for dinner, I'm going to be having a macrobiotic meal. This should reduce the amount of energy my body has to use on processing food so it can process the chemotherapy and get through it. The doctors have told me that for the first week, I'm going to feel really bad. The second week, I'm going to feel almost as bad as the first week. And then the third week, I'm going to feel great. And then they're going to smash another chemo on me. And I'm going to go right back into feeling bad. Um, my goal is to do five days a week at the gym with a FitFab workout, doing meditation and weightlifting to build strength but no, have no injuries because the FitFab workout completely eliminates any injury because of the way that it's designed. I'm going to be doing a bike ride every Thursday like I normally do, but I'm also going to add a Wednesday bike ride, and I'm probably going to do some ad hoc bike rides during the week to just continue that cardiovascular um, aspect of it because chemo is really designed to just kill everything like a nuclear bomb coming in and just wiping everything out. And everything that gets wiped out um, has a hard time coming back. And so 
I know that my muscles will be affected. I know that my organs will be affected. I know everything. I mean, if I'm losing hair on the top of my head, that means the chemo is getting everywhere. So I'm going to be using um, working out and weightlifting. Uh, sorry, I, I should say biking and weightlifting um, as my go-to method to reduce the impact on my body, continue building strength and getting through this. Now, I have two kids, 10 and 7. My wife and I talked to them when I first had mantle cell lymphoma, and we were able to explain how cancer works, what is happening to me, the treatment that I'm receiving, and we, we were very transparent with them of how things went and what was happening. So they were part of my support group rather than typically people tend to just hide it from kids or, or downplay it. Um, we went right in and said, hey, here's what's happening. Here's what you can expect, and I need your support. When this came about, we didn't hide from the kids about what happened. We went back to them and we said, hey, well, you know, your dad has prostate cancer. He's getting his prostate removed. He's getting into chemo and radiation therapy treatments. And so they're part of my support group as well. Now, I'm sure they have a little PTSD from going through cancer treatment the first time, as well as my wife, Tina. I'm sure her PT PTSD is starting to get triggered because I'm about to go into a brand new type of treatment that we were expecting to go through back when I had stage four mantle cell lymphoma. And at that time, I was given, you know, as patient number one, immunotherapy, didn't have to lose my hair, um, didn't feel sick during it. It changed my immune system to target the mantle cell lymphoma and go and kill it. Um, and thanks to Dr. Jim Allison and his invention, immunotherapy worked great for that. Unfortunately, prostate cancer does not have the benefit of immunotherapy as a single form of treatment for it. Otherwise, I'd be off to the races. Maybe not ibrutinib, rituximab, and venetoclax, which were the medicines that they gave me um, that first time. I was expecting them to say, hey, we have immunotherapy for you, and here's the way to go, and we'll get you through this, and bing, bang, bong. When they said chemo and radiation, my heart sank. Um, I could see myself um, really uh, worried about the type of treatment that I would be receiving. Now, thanks to Beth Hellerstead at Texas Oncology, um, I have one of the best people in the world looking out for my health as I go through this. If you have prostate cancer, Beth is the one in Texas to go to. And thankfully, she's right down the road. You know, she is the one that has prescribed the abiraterone acetate, the Orgovix, the Taxotere, and, uh, and then the radiation therapy after the Taxotere, um, uh, sorry, chemotherapy. All of this means that um, it's a challenge. The mental aspects of going through this treatment are probably just as significant as the physical aspects. The meditations that I'll be doing each night while working out at the gym uh, will help me get through this. And also all of my support group looking out for me. When I had uh, cancer previously, uh, the next year, in 2020, I was one of the first people diagnosed with COVID. I was hospitalized twice, came this close to dying, but I made, through, made it through. 
and made a complete recovery, save for the fact that my nose doesn't necessarily work as well as it does, so I'm having to retrain my nose and how to smell. But that's mild compared to other people having significant long-term COVID effects from what they call long COVID. So it seems like in October of 2018, diagnosed with stage four cancer, 2019 cured. In 2020, um, I was diagnosed with COVID. In 2021, uh, my wife was diagnosed with a benign brain tumor and in March of 2022, had it removed. She's doing great, by the way. And now, in late 2022, I'm diagnosed with um, an aggressive prostate cancer. <laughs> we feel like our, we're getting our butts kicked every year. And we're really excited about getting through this so we can really focus on just enjoying life with our family, our kids, going on trips, having fun. But it does put a big strain on our emotional side by having these constant health battles come up. Now, I wrote Fit for Any Battle as Fit for Any Future Health Battle was really the, the, in, um, the title's uh, inferred title. Uh, and so we're going to be using Fit for Any Battle for this battle as well. And I would encourage you to pick up the book. It's on Amazon. It's a, there's a Kindle version, a hardback and a softback version. Um, if, you, uh, um, if you do, grab the mobile app that's on the App Store both for iOS and Android. That'll help you with your workout. And uh, you'll see how this workout methodology can really take us through this type of cancer, other types of cancer, and really any health battle that we have. So stay tuned as we get further into this treatment, and I'll have the next episode updated after January 4th, uh, because that's the first day of treatment. Thanks for listening to today's Fit for Any Battle podcast. Prostate cancer is no joke, and each week I'm going to be giving you a quick look into the world of how it goes for treatment and recovery. So don't forget to hit that like button and smash that subscribe button to get those weekly updates. The sponsor for today's Fit for Any Battle podcast is Feelalytics. With Feelalytics, I can generate different versions of video content have a select group of people review it, and give me real-time feedback on which parts of it work and which don't to determine which content to publish for my podcast. With Feelalytics, it saves me tons of time on production and other costs because I know which content works for which people. So go today to feelalytics.com and check it out.